Let's get nuts. Not that one. Well, hello, everyone. Oh, got to turn that off, too. Got to get back to doing this. We're back, baby. We're back. Oh, what is happening, everybody? Look at this. We got the normal things happening with Film Junkie Live. Look at this. We're back at it. We're back with the, uh, <laughs> the normal setup. What is going on, everybody? Make sure you guys smash that like, thumbs up. Do all that. Hit that notification bell, subscribe, do everything. And of course, uh, you know, if you want to become a member, you can be part of the Film Junkie family. I mean, obviously, it's Tuesday because yesterday was a little bit of a bust. Oof, it was. Yesterday kind of sucked because, yeah, I did have some computer issues. But uh, I decided, you know what? It's time to just, uh, I'll talk about it in a little bit. Let's say hi to everybody first. But uh, yeah, like I said, appreciate you guys clicking in. And of course, uh, subscribe to the channel. Got everything working right now. Everything's great. Everything's looking perfect and just beautiful. And hopefully you guys are having a great day. This uh, definitely helped the day out. Helped the past few days out for sure. All right, we got Mr. Um, Team Rad. What is good? Everything's, well, it's looking good right now for sure. Max Wolf, Night Danger, what's happening? Let's uh, get the party started for sure. Hoy hoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie, yes. Computer issues. I mean, obviously, look at everything's just looking hopefully glorious to you guys. What's going on, Mr. Darkness Under the Wind? Hey, what's up, Dave? I can't stay, but just wanted to say hello. Show my support. Always appreciate that. I'm glad your streaming stuff is working. Yes, everything's, uh, yeah, I'll talk about it in a bit and everything. So, yeah, appreciate it. My friend, and we got Mr. Fear Jason. Always great to see you, buddy. We got Eric Patterson as well. What is going on? All right, we got Eleanor. Good to see you. Sam Crow reactions and reviews. What's happening? Something tells me you do reactions and reviews, huh? Yo, yeah, everything's working again. It seems seems like it's all working again. So, hopefully, we'll keep that going right there. All right, we got Droga right here. Good to see you, buddy. Always great to see you. Let's see, Mr. Axel. We got Lane right there. What is happening, bud? Hopefully everything's good. I know Morocco and things that happened over the weekend. Hopefully uh, not too much devastation that happened over there. I am here. I am here for sure. And we got the Jedi news. What's up? What the fuck is up? Well, you know, things are great. At least right now when it comes to this stuff. So, uh, all right, quick update right here. But, yeah, thank you, Jedi Milk, for being here. Quick update, more than 3,000 deaths. Yeesh. Still counting, but everyone around the country is helping. Good. Well, that's good at least. But, man, 3,000 deaths. Yikes. So, my God, that is just insane. But, uh, yeah, guys, again, thank you for uh, joining. And, you know, we tried last night, and uh, we're going to try again tonight when it comes to things. We're going to talk about, of course, the Aquaman teaser. We're going to get a full trailer on Thursday, which, of course, I'll do a reaction to. And uh, probably on the Vodka stream, we'll just kind of just break it down on the Vodka stream because, you know, they're releasing it Thursday, Thursday Night Football, I believe, uh, which is smart because they were, you know, essentially just kind of just like, hey, let's let's put this... <laughs> and we're going to talk about it because it's just kind of funny because obviously it was like marketing. We're wondering about the marketing of Aquaman 2. And then all of a sudden we get this, you know, tease for the trailer. And that tease for the trailer was showing up on, I think, for 
what, uh, Sunday Night Football, I think it was. And then now it seems like the actual trailer is going to be showing up for Thursday Night Football. So it's like, yeah, there are, there's definitely going to be some marketing. And they're going to be pushing for some marketing when it comes to Aquaman 2. But how much they're going to push it, that's the question right there. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Batgirl directors being interviewed again, talking about the disappointment of getting their movie canceled and watching The Flash and all of that. Of course, we'll talk about the box office, see where everything's at right now. We're getting into that September-October horror movie realm of box office, which I definitely believe that the horror movies are saving the box office. That's right. I think they definitely are. And then Sean Levy, 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 also talking about Deadpool and other MCU stuff. So we'll talk about that. But yes, guys. Everything's back. My OBS uh, Streamlabs is working because finally, all right, so you guys know, anybody who knows, I, I've been using StreamYard for Film Junkie Live. I always use it for, of course, Vodka Stream and DC Fanimated because it's just, it's just easier when I'm, you know, inviting people on, when there's more than one person. But when it comes to Film Junkie Live, I've always used, I've, I've, been, I've been using for a while now is an OBS software, Streamlabs, and... Things were just, just went to shit. Like, I just couldn't figure it out. My video was just all choppy and all crazy and weird. So I didn't, then I just was like, all right, well, I'll figure it out. And I'll use StreamYard, which is what I've been using for the past couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know how I have, and I'm sure you guys feel like this too. We all deal with this, you know. And I have procrastination problems. I'm a procrastinator, chronic procrastinator, big time. It's something, there's a term for it called the wall of awful, all right? I'm sure some of you have probably heard that, but uh, for those who have not heard the wall of awful, it's always like you put, you know, you have like this figurative wall, this invisible wall where you know you need to do something and sit down and take the time to do something, but you dread it. You don't want to do it. You're just like, ah, why? So I had this whole thing like, why is the OBS not working and the wall of awful? And I, I made attempts to try to figure out why the system, like why the software wasn't working. And basically in, when I was trying to figure out why it wasn't working, I figured out that everything that I tried when I saw on a video or whatever, because there was just like significant lag that was happening on my video uh, playback. And I was like, all right, what I determined was, okay, this is definitely my computer that's the problem. It's not the software. I thought it was the software, but it's not the software. It's my computer. So then, you know, instead of just like really delving into that, I decided to just like continue with StreamYard. But then of course, yesterday, yesterday, Things started getting choppy. Things started when I was, especially when I would share a screen, like you guys saw it. And again, we're going to be going over the things I even talked about last night. I mean, I the, the stream went on for what, almost a half an hour last night. So, you know, anybody who was here last night, yeah, we're going to be talking about the similar stuff again. So just pretend like last night did not happen. So when that happened, I mean, and, and you know, it was just like the perfect way to start the week because I had a really just kind of crappy weekend, you know, and it was just like, eh, like, all right, let's just do the stream. We'll be okay. But then when that happened, I was like, all right, this is just what, you know, I'm not going to go into the details with that. You know, it's, it's whatever. I had a, you know, kind of a just eh, weekend, but so when that happened, I was like, ah, oh, geez. So then when I woke up this morning, I was like, all right, I have to, I have to 
figure out what is going on with my computer. I have to do this, you know, and, I, and I've, I'm fairly tech savvy when it comes to this kind of stuff. I'm okay, but <clears throat> when I was like thinking about it, I was like, ah, I, I just thought I need a whole new computer. So, but then I was like, all right, let me start looking into things. So I sat, you know, I didn't sit down. I don't sit down. I usually stand up, which I recommend a lot of people do, you know, stand up more than you sit down. I mean, you could sit down at the end of the day, but when you're working, it's good to stand up. Just saying, stretch the legs, guys, stretch the legs, stretch the back. I'm just saying it's, it's good for you. It's good for you. That's why they make those Vera desks. If you work in an office, try to get one of those so you could stand up every now and again because it's good for you. Sitting down for like eight hours, ten hours a day, not good for you. Anyways, there's your lesson for today when it comes to Film Junkie Live. Um, but so I was like, all right, let me just sit down and see what's going on. And when I was looking at, obviously, my task manager and everything like that, my disk drive was being blown to shit. It was just working overtime. Like, if you look up, like, your, you know, if you... Go into your task manager and see how your CPU is doing and your disk and everything is like, how, how is it all doing? It was just at 98 to 100% all the time. So I was going, holy shit. Okay, so obviously that is one of the issues. So then, of course, I start looking up stuff. I had to go into my computer and turn off things because there are programs that were running that didn't need to be running. Resolving those issues, I uninstalled Streamlabs, reinstalled it, updated a bunch of drivers, downloaded some software to help with doing all this stuff, and restarted the computer, brought it back up, and then everything is now buttery smooth. So, ah, I love it. That's what it is. So, yeah, that's that's basically what was happening was my computer was just, for some reason, was just overloaded with the, the disk driver, and it was just really just uh causing some issues and then some other issues as well so that's so now we're good we're all buttery smooth and i hopefully look pretty for you guys that's all i'm uh like that's all i hope for really so good to see you shamagic good to see you super gorillas good to see you azteca lucky straight what's happening twitter folks saying releasing batgirl instead of flash would have been better the declining box office wouldn't have changed anything. Well, you can't, you can't just release. I mean, Batgirl was a direct sequel to The Flash. We're gonna talk. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you. The only way that Batgirl was going to end up existing was is if uh, is if The Flash came out. So you can't. You ha You would have to have The Flash because then that would explain. And if The Flash had its original ending, that would explain why we have Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne in Batgirl as opposed to, you know, Ben Affleck or whatever the fuck. So that wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Anyways, guys. All right. Let's get to the show. Let's get to the show. Let's get to the tweets. Got plenty to talk about. Like I said, um, everything that, uh, you know, a lot of things I was saying last night I was going to say, you know, I'm going to talk about it tonight. So a little bit. So we're going to start off right here, at least when it comes to the creator the creator. Okay, we're all looking forward to Gareth Edwards' creator. And, uh, well, this is absolutely freaking beautiful right here. This is absolutely beautiful right here. And this is what needs to happen when it comes to marketing these movies, okay? They did this with Smile. Smile. They had people. And that this is even like, I mean, and I hope, I really hope that these people are getting paid well when it comes to showing up 
to sporting events and having to rock some kind of, you know, something on their head or whatever the hell. When it came to Smile, this was last year, I remember watching baseball games where you saw people with creepy smiles in the expensive seats behind, behind the backstop. It was crazy. But I was like, that's smart. And what happened? Smile was one of the most profitable movies that came out last year because it had a low budget and people flocked to the theaters to go see it. So when it comes to the creator, guess what they're doing? They did the same thing too. Now you got people that are sitting. This is during the uh, Chargers-Dolphins game on Sunday. You have people that have, that look like robots with the, like the headgear or at least like the gear that's over their neck and their ears right there. Brilliant. Absolutely freaking brilliant right here. I'm telling you, this is the way to go. This is the way to go when it comes to marketing because people are going to be like, that's people took pictures. Look at the people behind them looking like, what the hell is happening here? So now people are going to be more intrigued. They're going to be more intrigued on what exactly is this. I probably should look this up or whatever the hell. I think this is smart. They need to do this a lot more when it comes to marketing these movies. Just saying, that's that's absolutely gorgeous right there. Perfect marketing, yes, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to the creator. It looks absolutely, it just looks fantastic. You know, John Dave Washington starring AI. They really hit the AI TV. I mean, I've been seeing the TV spots. I've been watching football all weekend and into Monday night. We've been seeing the TV spots like crazy. So good job on the marketing. Good job. Let's keep it up when it comes to this kind of marketing please just saying and then we got tim burton talking about beetlejuice 2 and well i mean there was a thing that happened i mean tim burton luckily the directors of these movies can still talk about their movies obviously when it comes to writers and actors they cannot talk about their movies but the directors still can and we got a little update a little something something when it comes to tim burton and beetlejuice uh two sadly they did not complete production before they had to shut down and the number that was being floated around about how much they got done when it came to production 99 percent 99 ah they were almost done they were almost done Sadly, they did not get it completed, and that sucks. That really does suck when that, that the fact that that, it's like, damn it, why couldn't that happen? But Tim Burton being interviewed, he talked about um, working with, of course, these actors and puppets. He said right here, working with good people and actors and puppets. It was kind of like going back to why I liked making movies. So Mr. Tim Burton was like, hey, you know, I need a little refresher of why, you know, why did I get into this in the first place? And apparently he's found that just by working on Beetlejuice 2. And we already saw some behind the scenes images. We saw what Winona Ryder looks like. We saw what uh, what's her name looks like, who plays her daughter. Totally drawn a blank right now. But, you know, who, who I'm talking about. But we never saw Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice. We never saw him because obviously any scenes that he's going to be in, that's all going to be on a closed set. Not going to be out and about, naturally, unless they're going to do something crazy. So we never saw Michael Keaton back in the Beetlejuice makeup. And I think when they finally release that image, it's going to blow up the Internet. 
it's going to absolutely blow up the internet. Can't wait for that. Cannot wait for that. So we'll see when that actually shows up. Nicolas Cage, baby. That's right. We all love Nicolas Cage. And uh, he's got a new movie that's going to be coming out. I forgot what it's called. It's called The Dream Scenario, I think it's called. Which the, the, the synopsis, the plot of this movie sounds very intriguing. Apparently, Nicolas Cage is getting praised up the ass about his performance in this movie. Where it's about just like a dull like professor or whatever the hell who just has nothing going on in his life. He just does the normal thing, goes to work, goes home, whatever the hell. And apparently something happens where people, multiple people have dreams of him. He shows up in their dreams. That sounds interesting. So, of course, naturally, that's going to cause some weird things that happen in like a small town or whatever. I think it's a small town. Who knows? But it's kind of funny because... Nicolas Cage right here, like when he was uh, on like on like the red carpet or whatever, he was quoted on saying that someone had put a montage of my melt down and freaking out moments cherry picking from different movies and put it online called Nicolas Cage loses his shit. It went viral overnight. I kept looking at it going, what is happening to me? Nothing's happening to you, Nicolas Cage. We love you. We love your freak-out moments. This is why you're one of my favorite actors, Nicolas Cage, okay? And I would very much love to see in an animation or at least a comic book form, your Superman going on some adventures, okay? We want to see that. And I still want to travel to the multiverse where your Superman got released, put on the big screen, and is out there. I want to see it. Because I'm sure there's going to be some crazy Nicolas Cage-isms in that movie, I'm sure there was going to be, you know, talking about Tim Burton again. Obviously, Tim Burton was going to be directing that movie. I want to see that. But yes, Nicolas Cage is one of my ultimate fa favorite actors, especially when it came to the 90s and those action films, The Rock, Con Air, Face Off. I mean, he was just like pumping them out, pumping them out. Not to mention Leaving Las Vegas, won an Academy Award. You watch that movie, he did a fantastic job. He's a phenomenal actor. Yes, he has done some shit roles, some B-rolls. He has had some problems when it comes to his private life. Hey, it happens, but we ha we've had a Nicolas Cage assance, especially after, you know, the you know, the the movie that came I always forget the title of his movie that came out last year that was basically him parodying himself, but I mean, my god. Look at some of these images right here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You love it. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, the Burning Man one was really bad. It was really bad. And of course, you got Ghost Rider right there. But, you know, we all like it. We all like it when Nicolas Cage has a meltdown or loses his mind. You know, Caster Troy is one of my favorite ones right there. Caster Troy. Yeah. The unbearable weight of massive talent. Thank you, Nate Smith. Yeah, I always like, you know, it's a long title, but it's a perfect title for sure. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh good freaking god right here this is so this is just uh so bad right here hold on a sec uh i gotta adjust this right here sorry uh where we are yeah there we go right there sorry i was adjusting my stream deck right there so i had to uh because i have it right here and i messed up on a certain thing but i, I need some is my drops working hold on let me test my drops here no, I forgot. See, I'm getting back to... Ah, crap. 
Where are they? Okay, so... There we go. They're working right there. All right, just making sure. Just trying to get back to uh, anything like this, but... Why? Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. I'm sure you guys all saw that Denny Masterson got sent to prison for 30 years for rape, which is, again, and just going back to, of course, talking about Nicolas Cage in one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies is Face Off. And it's kind of funny that, yes, he does have a role in there where he tries to force himself on John Travolta's daughter. But of course, you know, in, in the story, it's actually Nicolas Cage, you know, if you know the story of Face Off. Anyways, it is kind of funny where it's like, ee, that's, it was like foreshadowing right there. But uh, yeah, so he got sentenced to 30 years in prison for rape. And, um, you know, it was kind of interesting to see all that play out. It was like, all right, is that going to actually go f through? What's going to happen with that? But yes, it happened. But apparently when it came to that 70s show cast members, they all, except for Topher Grace, and I think, uh, what's his name, who, does, who plays Fez, did not, they were not on the list of names, but everybody else, it seemed. And other actors, too, also were sending letters to the judge saying like, hey, Danny Masterson is not this kind of person, uh, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. And it was kind of funny because somehow that reached the media and they all got put on blast. They all got put on blast to the point of like, holy shit. I, and I'm calling it right now, guys. I am calling it right now. I would not be surprised if Netflix cancels that 90 show season two. They already greenlit it because the first season was successful and you know, they did a good job with it. I thought I did a good job. It was better than that 80 show when they tried to attempt that way back when. But uh, that 90s show totally uh, worked, and Netflix already greenlit a season two. I would just would not be surprised now, after all the stuff that's happening, they're going to end up canceling it. But here we go. We got the uh, the Kuchers, the Kucher Kunises right here, who look like they were absolutely... This looks like a hostage video, guys. This looks like a hostage video. Holy shit, this is, this is bad. I mean, just right off the bat, look at how they look. They look like they have guns pointed at them. Holy, oh. Or like somebody's holding a fucking hatchet, like we're gonna cut your head off if you don't say this shit right now. Boy, this is bad. We are aware of the pain that has been caused by the character letters that we wrote on behalf of Danny Masterson. The character letters. Support victims. We have done this. I love how we support victims. Yes, we do. It's like, yeah, but you, you were supporting your friend, which I understand. See, that's one of the things about this is I understand they probably did not think because if, if Danny, you know, Danny Masterson's a piece of shit, obviously, I mean, he got indicted. Um, they probably had no idea. They probably assumed that he was perfectly fine and he probably was cool and everything was perfectly fine to him. I think the only person who probably didn't care for him was Topher Grace. And that's why Topher Grace is just like, sorry guys, I'm over here. Historically through our work and will continue to do so in the future. A couple months ago, Danny's family reached out to us and they asked us to write character letters to represent what the person idiot. that we knew for 25 years so that the judge could take that into full consideration relative to the sentencing. The letters were not written to question the legitimacy of the judicial system oh. or the validity of the jury's ruling. They were intended for the judge to read. Um, 
and not to undermine the testimony of the victims or re-traumatize them in any way. We would never want to do that. And we're sorry if that has taken place. Sorry. We're sorry. Heart out to every single person who's ever been a victim of sexual assault, sexual abuse, or rape. We are <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, it's like you could have at least cut the video before you had to like reach and turn the camera off. You guys are professionals. Come on. But yeah, this is just, just I mean, I get it because they're like this power couple and Ashton Kutcher and they've done great things when it comes to certain like their ventures and what they've done. Sure, they've done great things, but this was like, you could tell their PR team was like, you have to put out an apology video. And you could tell that they do not, you, they did not want to do this. And it's such a weird thing because yeah, they probably, they were like, no, there's no way that Danny's like this. What are we talking about? And then all of a sudden, sentence happened, the evidence was there, and it's like, eesh, you know? And I'm sure like, again, none of them, none of them, wanted to, that information to come out but uh that's what's happening right there terrible terrible Just, they should have not done anything this video was i mean this video was getting dragged through the mud when it came when it when it got released terrible just absolutely terrible oh jack schneider well we're all still very much hoping that Rebel Moon is going to get released in theaters. Because when we watched that trailer, guess what? A lot of us said we want to see it on the biggest screen possible. And some people were like, well, ah, but Zach's adapted to, ah, yeah. Especially when he answered the fact, you know, when he answered at that Netflix event, he said that, oh, yeah, I made it for streaming. Did you really, Zach? No, you didn't. You're old school. You're a filmmaker. You want to see it on the big screen. You definitely want to see it on the big screen. Before we actually uh, j dive into that, hold on. Where's uh, what did he post today here? Uh, did I have it? Uh, there was like he posted today too. Damn it! I meant to uh, to find that. I thought I had it. Hold on. What did he post today? Let's see. I had it in here. Did I have it? No. I don't know. I thought I had it, but he did post on Vero. He posted on Vero that, of course, he was at Stone Quarry, and it was a beautiful, like, sunrise when it came to that. I wanted to show that, but I totally forgot to pull up that image right there. So, But this video right here, this is him talking about the future where it was actually going to be. I mean, obviously, this was years ago, but he talked about how, you know, he's all about the big screen. He's all about the big screen and wants to see things on the big screen. So here we go. I like... I like the big screen, so I don't know. Hey, you know, so do I. It's just me. So do us. Just I, me I think too. the internet's cool, and it's of course, and it's a great. I, I don't know if I, I can't. I don't like to watch a movie on my computer. Ha! Huh. That's crazy. And I know it's the future, but it is. You know, maybe I, we have to make movies that are, you know, so. I don't know that are. <laughs> So though you can, then you can't put that on your computer because it's high definition. They all catch up with you. Um, yeah, I just like I say, I'm a fan of the theater, and I want to go. I want to go to the movies. I want lights go down, and I want to get my brains blown out. So that's just how I. I, 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 I don't. <laughs> yes. I like. There you go, guys. I know what he said. I know what he said, but at the same time, what I've, what 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 have I been saying? 
And it's not like I'm just like, he's lying. But I'm just saying, like, you know, Netflix gave him free range to do this passion project that he's been wanting to do for the past, you know, 20 plus years. And they, you know, with everything that's happening right now when it comes to streaming and all these companies and the money and all this crap and all the freaking strikes and everything, it's like, it's like, dude, we can't put it out in movie theaters. Hopefully, if there's, you know, again, if we still still continue to push out, you know, hashtag Robo Moon in theaters, hashtag cinema worldwide, whatever the other one is too, you know, continue to do that. But I mean, filmmakers are filmmakers, okay? Yes, Zach embraces streaming obviously but you can't tell me he doesn't want to he doesn't want people to enjoy his movie on a big screen because what's going to happen is like okay if, if it doesn't go out on, on the big screen he's going to have another you know snyder con there's going to be another snyder con and he's going to put rebel moon on the big screen and i guarantee you that when that happens he's going to explain how much he wants people to enjoy this movie because of the massive scope and how epic it is and how cinematic it is that he wanted people to always enjoy this on the big screen just saying just saying but you know it's whatever speaking of filmmakers quentin tarantino well his last movie his next movie that's going to be coming out which is the movie critic critic the 10th and final quentin tarantino movie apparently which, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't quit. I think we still want him to make movies, right? But uh, it's going to be filming in Los Angeles. And one of the things that he did say, quoted on saying, is that, well, he started making movies in Los Angeles. So naturally, his last 10th and final movie should be filmed in Los Angeles. But apparently, when it comes to the lead role, Paul Walter Hauser, which is interesting. Because I watch Rick Glassman. He's a comedian. He's got a great podcast, very unique podcast. I listen to a lot of comedian, watch a lot of comedian podcasts. And I think Rick Glassman has one of the most unique ones. If you've watched him, some people don't like him, which I totally understand. He is an acquired taste. But Mr. Hauser was on there. And if you actually go to, if you actually watch that podcast, he gets a message, I think from his agent, about getting offered a role. He can't talk about it. This was actually before the move, before the strikes, too, by the way. But, of course, he couldn't talk about it while it was happening. But I was like, what the fuck? What did he get offered? So now, according to uh, Mr. Daniel RPK, he was offered the lead role of Quentin Tarantino's last and final movie for the movie critic. And I'm thinking, holy shit, that's what he was offered. So if you go and watch that podcast, you can actually see his he is hyped. But, of course, he can't say anything. He is super hyped though. He was like he was like blown away that he got that offer. Nice dude, funny dude. Watch that podcast. It's actually a pretty good podcast. So there you go. I don't know if he's gonna get it, but he's I think 100 percent he did. I I I back up this news because I saw it on that podcast that he did get offered this role. So that's pretty sweet. How we feeling about this, guys? Oh, boy. I don't know if this will get to you. I hope so. I can't go back in time and fix all the mistakes I made. Yes. But maybe this I looks so freaking good. Oh, my God. Yes. The legacy. The legacy. 
I cannot wait for this. Look at that. Is this, is an, this is a series on Apple TV. You got Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Kurt Russell. Oops. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dreams. Um, and then, of course, Ambitions. you got uh, Wyatt Russell as well, playing the younger world. version. It's so freaking good. This is, I mean, Apple it's TV can afford this kind be. of shit. That's the thing. That's the Stop thing. Monsters. This Did looks so good. You'll know everything, I promise. Holy crap! Godzilla 2014 vibes, anybody? Yes! Yes! Ah! The legacy of monsters. God damn it, that looks so good. Ha! Can't get enough! So freaking good, oh my god! Oh, here's the Zack Snyder. I knew I had the tab. Damn it. It's all good. Hey, we also got a new uh, IMAX. Who's going to see uh, the Marvels on IMAX on November 10th? They actually put out a decent poster. <laughs> Look at that. It's possible. It's a pretty decent poster right there. I do find it weird that they're all they're not looking all in the same direction, but hey, semantics. It's fine. Each one of their eyes are not looking at, but then again, they could be all looking at different things, obviously different, uh, you know, villains or whatever the heck but uh yeah there's a the imax poster actually looks pretty not too shabby not too shabby but i'm only you know the only thing that's really driving me is i like miss marvel i like kamala i like her character and uh she's the only reason why i'm gonna actually go see this movie but anyways did you guys see this <sighs> holy i mean it's interesting because this was like, what? I forgot how many billions of dollars that this, like, globe. And I've seen it because I went to Vegas, what, in July? I went to Vegas in July. It wasn't on. We were leaving Vegas, but we did see the structure. But, yeah, in Vegas, of course, there is, like, the big, huge, you know, dome, ball, whatever the hell they want to call it, that uh, basically is like a two-way screen where it could display things like eyeballs and basketballs and all this stuff anything spherical they can actually display and it's like this big giant thing that's just sitting in the heart of downtown las vegas but what's going to be happening is we're going to be look at this is insane this is actually insane darren aronofsky aronofsky sorry i always cheese up his name but when it comes to inside the sphere look at this Look at how this looks right here. This is insane. Look at how big this is. What? Evolving. Adapting. What the freaking hell? That's amazing. need a cigarette i mean my god that is crazy it's the whole thing i mean they already have dome cinema stuff i know scott mcclellan has posted that he's seen stuff where it's like a dome but this is like this is taken to a whole other level now there were the tickets are going to be absolutely outrageous for sure <laughs> but talk about 
an experience. Talk about an experience. And of course, there's going to be concerts in this thing. I know U2 is going to have a residency at this location for the Sphere. I can only imagine what the freaking visuals will look like. Holy crap. But that is just freaking crazy right there. That is awesome. Absolutely awesome. Technology, I tell you. And sorry to tell you guys, I know you're all disappointed. We all are all just so disappointed. Oh, man. Sucks. Doesn't it suck? Bad Bunny confirms he is no longer involved with Marvel's El Muerto. That's right, guys. El Muerto is done. We were we had such high hopes, such high hopes for it, right? And we got Bad Bunny that was going to star. I mean, it was all just lining up. Again, this is just Sony that would Sony was just throwing shit at the wall. They were just like, "What else can we do? We have to do things when it comes to the Spider-Verse." You know, we, you know Venom was a hit. Venom's a hit, but then Morbius wasn't a hit. And now we got, you know, Madam Web's coming out. We got Craven coming out. And then they were just like, well, who else we got? El Muerto. That's right. Obviously, they're trying to be as diverse as possible. And they were like, can we have a non-white character? You know, that's the thing. I think that's what happened. Honestly, to me, that's probably why they chose El Muerto. Because they were like, hey, we have too many whiteies. We have too many, you know, blue-eyed white devils as these characters. Can we get some, you know, we we need to get some diversity in here. So then they looked and they saw El Muerto. And, well, it's not happening now. I mean, you can introduce the character in another way. But uh, if you're going to, again, this whole, like, Spider-Man villain verse that's happening is just like, hey, you know. So, Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going on with that, but. Yeah, confirmed, it's done, it's off the calendar, everything like that. So don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. So, but uh, thank you, uh, Eric, for, I don't know, we got C-Movie Studios. It's better than porn, better than porn bots, but apparently C-Movie Studios is like, hey, kept on talking about something. What was he saying? What was he saying? And again, Ravager Crucible? What the hell is that? Is that a movie or some kind of short film that they're doing? I wonder. Could be. Interesting. So, but thank you, Eric, for doing that. Yeah. No spammers. Stop spamming. We need no spam. Spam's gross. That's not that gross. Spamming eggs, not too, not too, not too shabby. Just saying. Oh boy, guys, we got some teasing of Stranger Things right here. Excuse our mess. Did you guys see this? They posted this right here on their Twitter account. Obviously, you can recognize the ice cream parlor and the uh, the, the board that says, you know, you suck and everything at the mall. So there you go. That's what was teased today when it came to <laughs> Stranger Things. It's like, all right, cool. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. All right. Okay, so, like it, uh, let's see, make it better, oh man, this, yeah, see, I screwed this up, I gotta fix something in here, sorry, I gotta do the, the, my little program right here, some reason, the, yeah, I don't have it right, but anyways, we're good, we're good, we're fine, 
Just got to get back to use, using all this stuff now that I fixed everything. God damn it. Anyways, all right, guys. So uh, there you go. There are the tweets right there. Again, thank you for your patience for everything. Much appreciated, of course. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, Aquaman 2. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That's right, guys. It's not Aquaman and the Lost Movie. They're actually going to do something when it comes to this movie. That's right. And this is kind of funny because, like I said, there's a lot of scoopers out there that were like, oh, yeah, they're not going to do any marketing. Warner Brothers doesn't give a shit about it. Obviously, I'm, I've made the joke many times and even said it on Twitter that I was like, yeah, dead in the water. And, of course, some people are like, we're pushing back on it. I'm like, yeah, it's just a pun. It's a it's an Aquaman pun. Don't worry about it. You know, dead in the water. You know, it's a dead fish, whatever the hell. It's caught in a net. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. I'm trying not to do as many Aquaman puns as much as possible. But when it comes to Aquaman, it's like it would be kind of funny. It would be hilarious if Aquaman 2, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, ended up being the most successful DC movie that came out this year. Wouldn't that be hilarious? And there's a possibility it could happen. Possibility it could happen. Now, when it comes to marketing and WB, yeah, they they are just going to write it off as, oh, yeah, it's just going to bomb, bomb. It's not going to probably do anything. There's been some massive reshoots, been reshoot after reshoot after reshoot. You know, at one point it had Ben Affleck's Batman or Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne. Then it had Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne or maybe vice versa. Maybe it was yeah Keaton at first and then it was Ben Affleck. But neither one of them are showing up again because obviously it's not continuing that story. So we're all just kind of going like, yeah, yeah, it's literally dead in the water. It just seems like it would be. But, they're, of course, they're still going to try to market it. We're still going to get a trailer. We're going to get a second trailer. We'll probably get some clips. There's going to be some marketing. They're just not going to push it as hard as they... We're, we're, I'm guessing we're probably not going to see Aquaman 2 billboards in Times Square, maybe. You know? That's my guess. Because, you know, I've told you guys numerous times that, uh, from what I gathered, it's like, yeah, Aquaman is not tested well. Although test screenings are terrible, it seems, because it seems like that's not a, it's just, test screenings don't seem to work because all it, all it does is just make things worse because it makes the studio suits get all fucking nervous and shit like that, you know, and like, and they want to change things. And I feel bad for James Wan. I feel j- bad for Jason Momoa. I don't feel bad for Peter Saffron. Uh, because, you know, I don't really trust that guy. I don't trust Peter Saffron. But, uh, you know, I still would like to see some success come out from this movie. Because I really enjoyed the first one. It was a billion dollar movie. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder and James Wan. Jesus Christ. Both of those two how they were able to be to take a joke of a character that is Aquaman. Aquaman has always been a butt of a joke. If you look at you look at memes, you look like at Family Guy, you look at Big Bang Theory, you look at any time they reference Aquaman, he's always a butt of a joke. But Zack Snyder was like, hold my fucking beer. We're going to make this guy a badass. Cast Jason Momoa. And guess what? We actually finally got to see him, of course, in the Snyder Cut, how much of a badass he is. And then James Wan took him and you know we're like okay we, let's make a full-on movie and he did and it was a billion dollar movie and it was great yeah some some things you could tell that there's probably some studio meddling that happened with the first one but there were still some great things that happened in aquaman especially the trench sequence let's face it that thing ah such a thing of beauty so Zack snyder james wan 
They did the impossible by making Aquaman fucking cool. So I'm hoping, because James Wan, of course, still the director on here, even though I'm pretty sure that he's over all the fucking studio meddling that's been happening with Aquaman 2, which, yeah, it's, it's, it's significant. But um, when it comes to, uh, well... When it comes to what's what we've seen, we'll go over the trailer, the teaser in a little bit here. But we also have a synopsis updated. Having failed to defeat Aquaman the first time, Black Manta, Black Ma- Manta, yeah, that's right, still driven by the need to avenge his father's death, will stop at nothing to take Aquaman down once and for all. This time, Black Manta is a more formidable than ever before wielding the power of the mythic Black Trident, which unleashes an ancient and malevolent malevolent force to defeat him, Aquaman will turn to his imprisoned, imprisoned brother Orm, the former king of Atlantis, to forge an unlikely alliance. Together, they must set aside their differences in order to protect their kingdom and save Aquaman's family and the world from irreversible destruction what does that sound like I'm, I, that that reminds me of a little something thor the dark world <laughs> sorry i mean it does it does it sounds like thor the dark world right a little bit i think we already kind of knew that that was going to be the case but it does sound Thor The Dark World a little bit. I can guarantee you, though, that this movie will most likely be better than that. I have fingers fucking crossed, fingers, toes, balls, eyes crossed, that this movie is actually better than Thor The Dark World. But it does have, like, a similar plot. It does. What can he do, though? What can he do? I mean, it does, right? A little similar plot right there. Uh, okay, so what is going on with uh, C-Movie Studios? <laughs> Big news. For, okay, so this guy is like Ravager Crucible, whatever the hell that is. We might have to like permanently ban he uh, to ban him right here. I don't know. It's it's all been pretty crazy. It's like you know we got we got to get you a cameo. So apparently, well, when I can't when a when a parent okay. Oh, well, this is the thing. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know who this CM, uh, C-Movie Studios is, but I don't know. Apparently, they're doing something, and they're trying to promote something, which is perfectly fine. But, yeah, spamming is no good. No good when it comes to this. All right. So, where is this at? Mm, okay. Almost forgot to do something, talk about something, too, which I'll talk about in a bit. But I uh, got so many tabs open. Did I not bring this up? There it is. Okay. So let's go over the trailer right here. Or the teaser to the trailer. So on Thursday, Thursday Night Football, apparently that's when we're going to get the Aquaman 2 trailer full on. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of funny. Again, the fact that they released it after all these scoopers were like, oh, yeah, Warner Brothers just got not going to give it, you know, they're not going to do any marketing. And it's like, if you thought, if you actually believed that they weren't going to do any marketing, I don't know what to tell you because obviously they still have to market something. They still want to try to get some kind of money. Now, is is it going to come rolling in? Probably not. It's probably going to bomb too. Who knows? I hope it doesn't. It'd be awesome if like this one was the one that ends up making the money 
after all the other ones came out. I mean, I was banking on the Flash. I thought the Flash was going to be, I thought it had potential to even make a billion dollars. But I was like, eh, maybe it'll make seven to eight hundred. And boy, was I wrong about that. Just crazy. Just crazy. I actually watched Flash again this past weekend. I enjoy it. It's an enjoyable, like, superhero movie. It really is. Like, it just has a lot of things where I'm like, you know what? I really, I mean, and I've said that many times. Really enjoy it. So when it comes to Aquaman, let's kind of go over this uh, little teaser of the trailer right here. Okay. So here we go. Four days. Well, now it's two. C. They should have used C, C E A. See the. Yeah, look at that shot. What? I'm gonna kill Aquaman and destroy everything he holds dear. Oh boy. That. Uh... Oh. Ho ho ho. Alright, so let's kind of go over this a little bit right here. First shot, this is from Aquaman 1. <laughs> this is from the first Aquaman. Nothing wrong with that. I know some people were like going, oh my God, they used, a, they used a shot from the first Aquaman. I'm like, yeah. Have you not ever watched a sequel trailer? Sometimes they tend to use footage from the first one. Not a big deal. I saw some people making a big deal out of that. It's like, no, it's not a big deal at all. But yes, this is from the first Aquaman right here. That means they're probably going to reference where he was at in th this part of the movie right here. Again, they should have used C-A-Y or C-E-A. Did I just say C-A-Y? Wow. Look at this. More trench-like. Okay. So we got some underwater shots. I mean, these shots look really good. These shots look really good. The VFX are definitely looking pretty damn good right here. Just like the first one, the VFX. Boom. Love that. That's a good shot. I mean, come on. How do you not how do you not love that? Boom. I'm just kind of wondering, like, all right, so what was happening right here? It almost looks like there's a ship right here that's that he crashed in or something. Something happened right there. There's, there's some rubble right here, so. And then we got this right here. What? So we got Orm fighting this uh octopus machine. Which I'm not, like, big on the Aquaman uh, lore, so there's probably, like, uh, a comic book panel or something that has this right here. But, yeah, Mr. Orm is having some fun when it comes to that. But that's a pretty cool shot right there, I'm not going to lie, of that just showing up. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I'm going to kill Aquaman. I'm going to kill Aquaman. Of course, we got Black Manta right here. we got a nice little, you know, fresh scar on his face. And we all know that he's uh, out for vengeance for, you know, his, the death of his father still. So that's pretty sweet. Man, and destroy everything he hopes. So we got, we got, we got Arthur right here in the full costume. That's not good. That looks like it's probably the lighthouse. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are we going to see, are we going to see Thomas? Is Thomas going to die? This is not good. Hopefully Thomas doesn't die, right? But that's what that's looking like right there. Looks like... Yikes, something happens to daddy, to dad. Hopefully not. Well, hopefully he survives, but he might not because let's face it, if you're a superhero, you're guaranteed your parents are going to suffer. Look at that. And then we got this shot right there. Ah, I mean, we it's not the first time we've seen Arthur ride 
a seahorse, but this is a different kind of seahorse. Look at that. That looks pretty sweet. I like the colors right there, the greens and the blues and the and the white right there. But we also have we have like a another creature that's attached to it as well. We have another creature that's attached to it. Oh come on. Did I did I mess up? What the heck? Oh, I bumped it. Did I bump it? Hold on. All right, that was weird. Oh, did I bump something? What the hell? Sorry. Okay, there we are. We're back. Now, I bumped uh, when I was looking at the playback on uh, on YouTube. I was like, wait a minute. It showed me full screen, but I bumped something on there. No, we're good. All right, so. Um, and then, of course, if you look even behind there a little bit, there's somebody, I think Orm is also behind him on the seahorse holding a uh, a red looking trident right there john peters yes there you go but yeah it's john peters spider right there now it's just like an octopus right there i don't know if it's the one that was playing the bongo drums in the first one or it's like an evil octopus but uh it's a little cool shot and then we got uh we got underwater cheetah right here i'm not sure who she is but it almost looks like nicole kidman almost kind of looks like nicole kidman to me so I don't know. I don't know if that's her. It's could. It's not Amber Heard. But it almost looks like Nicole Kidman to me. But yeah, that those, those shots don't look as good <laughs> when it comes to VFX. But I thought like maybe it was her. I don't know. That's a pretty cool shot. Atlantis. Oh, look at that. That's a cool shot. I mean, there's just some cool shots that they show throughout this right here. Not too shabby looking shots. That's an under water spider creature freaky thing war happening and then of course him just like doing that we got this tower that is being demolished that looks sweet with the green right there and then we got this i mean essentially these tridents are going to be like lightsabers right look at that so they're i mean they're they're, they're like lightsabers Kind of, because we know that Orm's going to have one, too, that was, like, reddish, if you saw that. But, I mean, they're essentially like lightsabers, and that's a fucking cool shot, too, right there. We're going to get this underwater trident battle. That's pretty sweet. And then, of course, we've seen that shot. We saw a similar shot like this in uh, the first Aquaman, so they brought that back. Obviously, he's using uh, the power of the, the trident to do some do some damage right there. But uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. That's right. So there you go, guys. There we go. Ooh, baby. Visuals look good. They look good. And I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, when it comes to marketing, if they just have one trailer, or they're probably going to have two trailers for sure, but if that's all they do, if these trailers are so like, whoa, you never know. I mean, I still think the movie's probably going to die, and, you know, it's literally going to drown. Um, but... Uh, I just, I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't because James Wan is one of my favorite filmmakers working today. Like Jason Momoa a lot. So I don't want, I don't want it. To, I don't want that to happen. I really don't want that to happen. But with everything that we've been hearing about this movie, it's looking bad. It's looking bad when it comes to it, at least. It's like, geez, it really does look bad. So yeah, I'm wondering if that was like a flashback. 
or something when it came to uh, Nicole Kidman being in there. It is Nicole, right? And it looks like her. So I'm like, because she's not, a, I'm like totally drawn a blank. Yeah. She's not, a, no, she is around. Of course she is. What am I talking about? Yeah. No, yeah. That could be Nicole. I, I think that's who that was. So, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about Batgirl. Ooh, that's right. Batgirl directors talk about Batgirl. Once again, it's not the first time that they've talked about Batgirl, but this is, you know, we haven't heard from them in a while, and uh, the insider got a little bit of a interview when it came to both the directors, and they talked about the cancellation of Batgirl, and then, of course, after seeing The Flash, after seeing The Flash and how they felt right here when it comes to all that. So, we got this article right here, Batgirl Directors say it was sad to watch The Flash after their movie was axed. There's still a feeling of unfinished business. That's right. Hadil and uh, Bilal, who of course directed the movie. If things worked out the way filmmakers Adil al RB and Bilal Falal had planned, their first project with DC and Warner Brothers Batgirl would be available to fans now. But instead, they can only think of what could have been, especially after seeing The Flash. The filmmakers, known simply as Adil and Bilal, spoke to Insider Monday about their upcoming uh, Syrian uh, war drama Rebel, which opens in select theaters Friday. During the interview, they recalled how they felt watching The Flash following Warner Brothers' unprecedented decision to cancel the release of their Batgirl movie last year. We watched it, and we were sad. The Flash. We love director Andy Muschietti and his sister Barbara, who produced the movie. But when we watched it, we felt we could have been part of the whole thing. Well, they would have, because sadly, when it came to the old regime, Walter Hamada, Kaksaka. it was all... Batgirl had to be in a specific location, which was going to be... Remember, last year, The Flash was supposed to come out in November, and then Batgirl was going to show up on Max, HBO Max at the time, in December, because it takes place during Christmas, and it takes place right after The Flash. But after everything got all messed up and everything just changed and what the hell, they got fucked because it had to be in a specific spot. Uh, and then, of course, it talks about all that. And then it says, Decisions to cancel Batgirl was made, of course, by Zaslav wanted DC movies to become theatrical events. According to the... Our movie was very difficult. Our movie was very difficult than The Flash. That has a big fantasy component. Ours was more grounded. More like Tim Burton's Gotham City. Naturally, of course, because you have Michael Keaton in it. The filmmakers are known best for directing the 2020 hit Bad Boys for Life, which I really enjoyed that movie, explained that back when Batgirl was still scheduled to be released, executives told them it could come out after The Flash. Exactly, a month after The Flash. They said that not being able to showcase how they featured Keaton as Batman in their own movie has been the hardest pill to swallow. Quote right here, I felt like a kid on, on set working with Keaton. I totally forgot that I was directing. Yeah, I could only imagine that. Can you imagine that? 
And Keaton probably had more of a role in this movie? Nah, maybe not. I don't know. They said Keaton, along with the rest of the cast, reached out to them when the news hit that Batgirl would not be released. He was sad, but he also said he had fun. So that's good. I'm glad that Keaton reached out to them. That's great. It's the biggest disappointment of our careers, he said, of the Batgirl experience. As a fanboy, just to be in the presence of Keaton as Batman... That's just a privilege and an honor, but it's a bittersweet feeling. However, the director said they have no ill feelings towards Warner Brothers and would like to make a DC Comics movie one day. I hope they do, because they also did the first episode of Miss Marvel, and that series was great. And that, that, that fucking, the, the premiere was great. The opener was great. There's still a feeling of unfinished business. Our love for DC, Batman, Batgirl, Gotham City, it's so big that, as fans, we can never say no to another project. If we got another chance to be part of it, we'd do it. We didn't get our day in court. We still want to make our case. Yes! And I hope they do. James Gunn. Hey, Jimmy. You got some talented guys right here. They could probably do something with... uh, one of your characters, but yeah, that's what they had to say. That's what they had to say when it came to um, Batgirl and just speaking about it again. And after seeing the Flash, because I'm sure yes, that did hurt. That did hurt. And you know what? I mean, what happened to that campaign? That campaign was going for a bit and it kind of died down. Released the Batgirl movie or whatever the hell. What happened to that? Should do that. All right. Um, thank you, uh, of course. C movie, okay, so C movie studios got to get you a cameo. Rabbit, okay, so all right, so C movies, movie studios, you could DM me or whatever the heck, whatever you're talking about, let me know. Appreciate the two dollar super chat, but yeah, I don't know what you want to do, what it, what that's all about, but hey. Uh, and then, of course, we got Saggy right here, who's been a member for eight months. Thank you, Saggy. Appreciate that. Almost as long as, uh, you know, a bun in the oven. Um, Dave smells. Thank you. Yes, I actually smell great. I smell nice. So don't worry. I smell great. All right. Box office. All right. Let's talk about the box office a little bit here. Let's see what happened. And, uh, you know, when it comes to the box office, it's always interesting to see what is uh, hitting and what is not. And, you know, this box box office this year has been crazy. Let's face it. It's been a little crazy when it comes to, again, going back to what I said about The Flash. I thought The Flash was going to do gangbusters, you know. And the, the CBMs aren't as strong as they once were. I mean, Ant-Man, Quantumania didn't do that well. Uh, Shazam did not do that well. Guardians did well. But I think that had the, you know, the fact that it was the third one, the final one. I think a lot of people really, I mean, when it came to the Guardians, it was something different and something that was uh, that that broke the mold a little bit when it came to CBMs. That's why I can have some faith about James Gunn. Hopefully he can bring some of the mold breaking, obviously, to DC Studios. But you know what I think that's really going to like help the box office? Because it helped it last year and it's going to help it this year. Horror movies. Horror movies are doing great. That Talk to Me movie, I haven't seen it yet, but that's done great. That's done some horror movies are doing great. When it came uh, when it came to Insidious, what five, the fifth Insidious movie, with the directorial debut of Patrick Wilson, who directed and starred in it, ended up being 
super successful because you can make these small movies with small budgets and they do gangbusters because people are like, hey, I'm tired of seeing like these big, huge blockbuster movies because let's face it, when it came to this summer, it was like one after the other and a lot of them were not doing that well. It's like Guardians did well, everything else after that was suffering and then of course Barbenheimer happened and those movies are killing it. But then we have The Nun 2, which I didn't like the first Nun. I wasn't a fan, so I didn't go see the second one. But uh, The Nun 2 came out. So let's look at uh, what happened over the weekend right here, and let's see what's going on with some of these movies, like Blue Beetle. All right, so we got it right here. So The Nun actually did not. I mean, come on. That's not too shabby. 32.6, not too bad at all. 90 million worldwide, not bad at all for a horror movie. And I'm sure the budget was small. So the horror movie, the horror genre is killing it still. Still killing it. Equalizer 3, this movie doing well as well. Apparently it's doing better than the other two in the franchise. 108.6 currently sits at right there. My Big Fat Greek Greek Wedding 3. I didn't know that this was actually a thing. It's got like a very weird AI poster. It made 13.4. You know, I don't know. And then you got movies like this, which is like that RRR movie. Jawan, right here. A high-octane action thriller which outlines the emotional journey of a man who is set to rectify the wrongs in society. This movie is starting to make a killing. I've been seeing a lot of people talking about this movie right here. I gotta catch it. I liked RRR. Err. You know? So, yeah. It's kind of interesting. An India movie. These guys are, eh, you know, they make some good shit over there, man. I'm telling you what. And then, of course, you got Barbie. Barbie's still sitting pretty at $1.4 billion right there. Of course, it's going to be coming on stream pretty soon. And then, of course, we have... What the fuck? Um, we have um, uh, $114.2 million when it comes to Blue Beetle. So, you know, still, it's finding a little bit of an audience. It's just not going to do gangbusters as we hoped it would. But, I mean, it made the budget back at least, right? So we can look at that when it comes to Blue Beetle. But it's funny because Blue Beetle... Weekend to weekend, it's always been under 50%. Under negative 50%, so that's cool. But I was just kind of like, I got thrown off right here. Gran Turismo? Oh, that's right. For some reason, I was thinking of the Clint Eastwood movie, Gran Turismo. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Ah, I totally forgot about Gran Turismo. This one just kind of fell off. Uh, heard good things about it, too. But I was, I was like, did they re-release that movie? I was like, oh, oh yeah, Gran Turismo. <laughs> Whoops, that's pretty funny. So there you go. And then, of course, Oppenheimer. It's not going to make a billion. I wish it would make, it would make a billion, but it looks like Oppenheimer is definitely going to make 900 million worldwide. So that's good. R-rated, Christopher Nolan. Dude's awesome. Come on. Come on. So great. So there you go, guys. There's your box office right there. Not too bad. Sean Levy. Levi? Levy? Levy, right? I don't know. I always mess up everybody's names. But, uh, I mean, obviously, being a director, he could still talk about things. And he's been talking about Deadpool. Obviously, they had to stop filming. But, uh, you know, not only is he doing that, he's also, uh, you know, he's at TIFF. So he can get interviewed. He's at the Toronto Film Festival, International Film Festival. Uh, I forgot which what movie he's involved in. Um, I'd have to look again, but... Uh, 
can't remember. But uh, obviously, being interviewed, he's going to be asked about Deadpool 3 mainly. And then, of course, he's a part of Stranger Things. So, and, you know, Netflix released that tease when it came to Stranger Things. So, I don't know what's going on here. But let's go over some of the things that uh, were teased when it came to this. Obviously, there was multiple different publications. I'm not going to share a screen or anything like that because I'm just, I typed in his name. And there's just a bunch of different <laughs> posts when it comes to this right here. So, starting off right here, Sean Levy, uh, Levy teases some of the Deadpool 3 casting rumors are true and some are of them aren't what of course we've heard that before kevin feige said that about the multiverse of madness some are true some are not it's like that's just the standard fucking response some are true some are not i mean he said the rumors of actors singers sports stars who are all apparently in deadpool 3 are fabulous if all I read was the internet, I would have the greatest cast ever ensembled in the history of cinema. Some of those rumors are true, and some of them aren't. I think yeah, the, the, the latest one was Daniel Radcliffe might have a role in there, and everybody was like, man, he'd be a good Wolverine, which he would because he's a, he's a short dude. He, he, he has the chops. He's ripped. He would actually be a... a when it comes to the source material and who Wolverine is, when it comes to height, he would actually be pretty fucking accurate. So I'm wondering if they're going to play a joke on that. Channing Tatum definitely showing up. Yes. He's definitely... Uh, Lee Shriver definitely showing up. We're going to have Sabretooth back. Yes. I think there's going to be some of that. The Taylor Swift... I remember they were like, Taylor Swift's going to show up. And I was like, I don't know about that. But hey... Somebody's going to show up. But anyways, yeah. So he was talking about that. And then, of course, he talked about the um, putting... He talked about putting Hugh Jackman into the comic-accurate yellow costume that is Wolverine. And he says, like... Uh, he says he got Marvel's nerdiest nerds to make sure Wolverine's suit was correct. And if you look at it, yeah. They did a great design when it comes to all that. And he wanted to definitely be like, uh, yeah, for sure. We got to get him back in there. Of freaking course. Why wouldn't he? So he talked about that and he was talking about like, yeah, basically that uh, when it comes to Deadpool 3, it's raw, it's audacious, very much R-rated. Thank God. We went to great lengths to, <laughs> this is what I love right here, especially because it's an MCU movie. We went to great lengths not to shoot on sound stages with digital environments. The internet has proven that. That's what we're talking about, baby. Right there. That is what we are freaking talking about right there. You got to love that. Got to love that. Where's, where, where? Yes. Because we, we saw the set images where we had the Fox, the 20th Century Fox logo in the background. That's all messed up and crumpled, you know, it's all crumbling down. Perfect. Yeah. They actually built that, which is great. Just absolutely great. He also says he believe uh, if you believed every fake Deadpool 3 casting rumor, he yeah, of course, he already we already talked about that. So he also talked about Star Wars. Because we got to remember that he's also still developing 
a Star Wars movie. That's right. Remember, he's he said that. He's developing a Star Wars movie. And apparently, you know, uh, still in the development process and everything. But what's funny about that, too, is like apparently there was a certain someone there who was also directing, who's supposed to be developing a Star Wars movie. And that person is Takawatite. And Takawatiti basically said, like, oh, yeah, unlike me, let's hope he manages to finish a script for that. <laughs> Aww. Sorry, Taka. Not happening. It's not, I don't think we all, nobody wanted that. Because remember, that's, that's, that, that was done. That's absolutely done. So no Takawatiti Star Wars. He's got a new movie coming out. I think he, Takawatiti might do better when it's not in, you know, when he's not working with like a big IP. Maybe. You know, Jojo Rabbit was actually pretty damn good. I will say that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it was just kind of funny. It was just kind of funny. I was like, oh yeah, he's not going to be directing something. And then of course, uh, Sean Levy was talking about like, yeah, he's directing, he's going to be directing some things when it comes to, um, when it comes to Stranger Things season five, he'll be directing episodes. And then he also, uh, so this is what he also had to say about the rumor, because there's been like now numerous rumors. I think Sam Raimi was one. Alfonso, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who directed Gravity. Uh, was even rumored, and now Sean Levy was also rumored as well to be directing Avengers Secret Wars. He said, I've read the rumor, and that's all I'm going to say. Because obviously, and then of course, I saw there was like a scoop also that talked about how Deadpool leads into Secret Wars because the multiverse is going crazy with the T T of A and TVA and everything like that, whatever the hell they're called, you know. So, yeah, there you go. That's what he has to say. All about that. All about that. All right. So there you go. But I did, I did, I, you know, when it came to the tweets, I had something else. Crap. Where the hell am I? God damn it. That keeps happening. I gotta fix that. All right. So when it came to the tweets, I wanted to show you guys something. Here we go. All right. I wanted to show you guys something. Oh, yeah, and also, I saw another uh, $5 super chat from C-Movie Studios. Take my last $5. I'll, I'll order you DoorDash if you look up Ravager Crucible and give an honest opinion. I love Junkie. You are the chosen one. All right. Again. Again, just, uh, yeah, just hit me up, too. Hit me up. You know, help send me a link because a lot of things are happening there. C-Movie Studios. If you're going to uh, throw a link at me, do that. But I appreciate the Super Chats, but yeah, I'll check it out. I'll definitely check it out. Rachel Brosnahan. Ha, 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 ha. Our new uh, Lois Lane. Some things, some, there's like, there was like a certain video that was, because she's been, she was at the U.S. Open. She's been at fashion shows and whatever the hell. But uh, yeah, she has been, you know, making some waves when it comes to her being on the internet and you know i mean i remember there was even a thing where where some you know nerds out there were saying like she was why did they cast her she's ugly and blah 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 and i'm like are you kidding me i'm like i i have not watched of course uh the show that she was all part of um uh the marvelous mrs whatever the heck um i haven't seen that yet but i do plan on watching it before i see superman legacy but here's one of the videos that she actually posted she actually posted this video right here, and it was like, oh, boy. 
Look at her. Yep. Okay. Showing the hair. And then the little... Ah, there it is. There it is. Gotta like the wink and the tongue, right? Gotta love that. But I also wanted to show you guys this. <laughs> if you want to get an idea of the height difference between her and Corn Sweat, here it is right here. Thank you, Superman Legacy Updates. Apparently made this right here. Now, you know, uh, Corn Sweat looks like he has, like, elephantitis a little bit. His head's a little large. But... He is 6'4", she is 5'3", so we are definitely going to get a Superman and Lois that has a significant height difference. We've already kind of talked about this, but I thought this was a pretty cool mock-up little concept right here from Legacy Updates when Clark met Lois. I thought it was pretty sweet, So, but it's got to be like that. It's got to be something like that. She's uh, relatively short, and he is relatively tall, 6'4", so... I just thought that was pretty cool right there, and I want to show you guys. That's what it's going to look like. It's going to look like, yeah, but when you look at that, you're like, oh, man, his head is very large. But then again, maybe his head is very large, but that's what the, that's what the height difference is going to kind of look like when it comes to those two right there, which I dig. I dig that. All right. Is there anything else? Anything else? Just making sure there's not anything else. And there was the, the concept. I'm sure you guys saw the concept art of John Krasinski's uh, Mr. Fantastic. It's nothing, nothing, nothing too crazy. I had that just in case, but ish, whatever. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, let's go to the Twitter questions. Okay, let's go ahead and see what you guys have to say over here on Twitter. All right, we got Phil. Fill up. Filter. What is your favorite shot from uh, the Aquaman 2 teaser? I think it's just a shot of both of uh, Manta and Arthur just having their trident fight. And it's just that, just that, that shot. That's probably my favorite shot right there for sure. And hopefully there'll be like a, some other kind of different sh favorite shot when it comes to the actual trailer, which I definitely will do a reaction to on Thursday. Eric. Hey, Dave, I wonder how open James Wan would be to a release the Wan cut push or if he just wants to put it much in the distance from uh, himself and Aquaman 2 is humanly. Yeah, probably. I don't think there's going to be like a release the Wan cut. I don't think he would. I don't know. Maybe. But you never. Yeah, I mean, I guess you never know. Can we expect him to take part in the publicity tour for the film at all? I mean, he's going to have to. He's probably he, he has to. If the strikes, if the strikes for SAG-AFTRA and the writer strikes can't, he's gonna be, he's gonna have to, just like uh, Angel Manuel Soto had to for Blue Beetle. He was going on the tours and going doing the press junkies. He's gonna have to. If the actors can't do it, I mean, we'll see what happens. Though, you know, we're in September, so we'll see what happens. Marcelo Mendez, oi Dave. If Aquaman two is a huge success like the first film, what's the next step? Gunn suggested the post credit scene of The Flash that the old universe with Ezra and Momoa ended here. Do you think Zaslav will actually give Gunn full control over this soft reboot? Um, I mean, my prediction would be if it does crazy successful, they will just uh, continue with him as Aquaman. I don't know. 
it's it's very strange but i think they're i i am pretty sure they're banking on it not being successful but yeah that would be interesting though if it ends up being pretty damn successful it's like what would be the next move <clears throat> mr wooter dave aquaman 2 teaser was so amazing if this will not shut up people for complaining about marketing i don't know what will nobody from john wick 4 is he the brother or husband from Holly Berry from John Wick 3. Uh, what? Uh, who are you talking about? Okay, because they both have dogs and Donnie Yen. What movies you like? Okay. Uh, I'm not too sure what you were saying at the end part, but yes, it does look amazing. Uh, I don't know what will nobody. I don't know. But yeah, people are going to complain no matter what. But they're going to still try their best, you know? Despite all the, this is Cooper Knox, despite all the craziness surrounding the movie, I hope that James Wan and Jason Momoa go out with a bang with Aquaman 2. So do I. Darkness Under the Wind, Dave, question one. If Aquaman 2 makes a billion despite of how little it's been promoted, could Gunn decide to keep the DCEU going for a little longer and decide to end it with Peacemaker Season 2? And then after, yeah, I mean, it could be that or just keep everything else worlds. Uh, question two, which Superman suit? I think I already answered this. Didn't I answer this last week? And I was digging the fact that, you know, the black behind the logo, that's what I was more digging. But I did like this one right here. I don't know. I thought I answered that already. Question three, could you see the, the bat suit of the DCU's Batman taking inspiration from, I mean, I would not be surprised if they do the blue. I mean, they already kind of did when it came to Batfleck in there. So I think there might be something right there, so... Mr. Nobody, will Aquaman 2 box office suffer like Black Panther 2? Yes, probably suffer a lot more. Obviously a different situation, but I think the buddy cop element with Aquaman and Ocean Master joining forces will work. Kind of getting Thor 2 vibes, yes. By the way, is Michael Keaton still in the best, still in the best, still in, still in it because he's listed as the cast. Now, they deleted any of that. No Michael Keaton, no Ben Affleck. And then we got stylus right here. I think it would be quite smart, si uh, short-sighted for them to uh, just recast Jason if when the movie does well just because. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they uh, approach that. I don't know how they're going to approach that. It's going to be interesting because, I mean, I'm sure they're thinking, oh, this movie's going to not do well, and it probably won't. The odds are big time against it, but you just never know. You just never know. Let's see. Do I have anything on Twitter here? Okay, we got uh, we got Carrie right here. Not Twitter, but uh, YouTube. He asked a question. Hey, Dave, the Aquaman 2 footage makes it seem to me like the movie is the Black Manta revenge quest, even though Hamad and the others said that it's a buddy comedy roadshow with Arthur and Orm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's going to have elements of both. Which one is it? In my opinion, I hope it's more about Black Manta tearing down Arthur's world than a chuckle fest. Me too. Which do you think it will be? I mean, I think I'm fearing that Warner Brothers wants it to be the buddy-buddy movie. J James Wan wanted it to be the Black Manta revenge story. And then we got Wally B right here. What are your thoughts on Sean Levy possibly directing Secret Wars? When asked, he said, yeah, I know. Um, I mean... That could be cool. I know that uh, Sam Raimi was mentioned, but I'm like, hey, just do another Doctor Strange or do another Spider-Man. That's what I would like when it comes to that. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll definitely see when it 
when it comes to that. But I think, you know, it's not a bad choice. Definitely not a bad choice. So, well, uh, we'll see what happens with all that. All right, guys. Thank you guys for being patient, you know, after last night and that being a bust. Today was actually great. Everything's running great. Everything's good. Like I said, sometimes you just got to stop procrastinating and sit down and fix your shit. That's what you got to do. So since it's Tuesday, probably, unless something crazy happens tomorrow, I'm not going to stream tomorrow. And I know we do the members-only stream on Wednesdays. Not going to do it today. Not going to do it this week. It's not like I have anything else crazy to talk about. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be doing the Patreon stream, Patreon and members stream. I'm going to invite members as well. This weekend, I'll let you not guys know when, probably on Sunday. Uh, so look forward to that if you want to come on a stream and uh, talk to me for a little bit, shoot the shit. We'll do that. So if you want to become a member or be part of the Patreon, which I think I'm going to post, uh, since I've only doing one Film Junkie Live this week, I'll be posting a, a uh, Patreon-exclusive uh, pod on there either tomorrow or the next day. So subscribe to that if you want to support the Pirate Ship or become a member, do all that. But, uh, yeah, th- thank you guys, of course, for, for being patient, doing all that stuff. And uh, I'll see you guys uh, live again Friday for the vodka stream. And we'll have a good time. Anyways, guys, love you. Talk to you later. Oops. (laughs) I'm forgetting how to do this.